Hello, and welcome to the Untamed Yogini Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Marie, your womb yoga priestess. I'm a certified yoga teacher specializing in yoga for women, womb health, and feminine spirituality. In a world structured for disconnection, my goal is to empower you in living deeply rooted to the wisdom of your body, personal gifts, and divine sovereignty, so you can meet yourself where you are and navigate the seasons of womanhood with confidence and grace. I believe when we restore the balance within ourselves, the world will follow. But it begins with the self, right here, right now, one womb at a time. Now let's jump in. Hello, welcome, and happy new year. Happy 2024, my friends. So I was tempted just before the new year to record a podcast you know, maybe doing something like a 2023 year review or something to inspire you in setting your 2024 intentions and your goals, because it seemed like the thing to do, right? After all, we're, we're stepping into a new calendar year. It's, you know, it feels like a bit of a blank slate, right? We have a whole new fresh calendar year to begin again. However, for me, it just didn't, feel right. You know, I I think maybe because that's the narrative everywhere you look, whether it's social media, YouTube podcasts, it's all saturated with new year's content and understandably. So, however, if you're in the Northern hemisphere, this is winter. Winter is not a time to just like hit the ground running. And don't get me wrong, I do my year reflections. I do set intentions and goals. Okay. I do do that. I've already done that. But the thing is, is I actually tend to start this process after Halloween. It's just like a natural thing that I do. Maybe because I follow the pagan calendar year and the New Year's for the witch's calendar is Halloween. And it just seems like a natural thing to do as we move toward winter to, to start winding down and reflecting. Yeah. But I haven't really pushed that or shared that much. Maybe I will toward next year. But what I wanted to do is come on here and, you know, be a reminder that it's okay to move slow. You can have your goals, your intentions. And it's also okay to not like go from zero to a hundred just because the calendar has reset, right? You know, I am taking actions on the things that inspire me, but they didn't start on New Year's Day. They've already been, you know, they've already begun. And I'm just taking it one step at a time as I take more moments of pause and rest and reflection, because that is the true magic of winter. And it is such a necessity, right? No matter where you find yourself in the world, there is a season of winter. And that season of winter might look different than somebody who maybe lives in the Northern hemisphere. However, you know that there is a season of slowing down. There is a sense of hibernation in parts of, um, that season, no matter where you find yourself. I mean, I lived in Florida for 
a few years. And yeah, you can go to the beach on Christmas most of the time. However, there still is a shift and you can feel it because winter is a part of the cycle, this birth, life, death, rebirth cycle. And we need moments of rest and reflection, no matter what what area of the world we find ourselves in, um, and no matter what season of life we're in, we're going to consistently move through this cycle. So I was recently listening to the Mel Robbins podcast. I absolutely adore her. If you've not checked out her podcast, I highly recommend it. But she was talking about taking more time to do nothing. And this was right before the new year. And she shared that even she herself really struggles with doing nothing and that she'll often do things with the intention to rest, like take a bubble bath, but like will be scrolling through her phone the entire time. And so she was encouraging herself along with her listeners to really set time aside to do nothing. And of course, you're going to be doing things, right? But really taking moments of pause where maybe you have a tendency to pick up your phone and scroll or read or, you know, listen to something. Instead, in those moments, don't do anything. And as I was listening to her, I could so deeply relate to so much of what she was saying, like the anxious mind and the hypervigilance and feeling weird or guilty for not doing something, right? But what stood out to me the most was actually how far I've come and how often I actually practice this art of doing nothing. Now, this is not to share and gloat about my accomplishment here, but rather share with you that it is possible because I am someone who is just naturally an anxious person and yoga really is my my home, right? It's the place that brings me back to my center. And it's because of yoga that I've been able to incorporate more of this stillness into my life. And as I was listening to her and and her challenges of over of trying to overcome that um, and, and getting to a more comfortable space in the space of nothingness, I realized how much I actually implement this into my life and, and how much it's been of service to me. You know, she was also sharing, you know, that there's so many free resources that can help assist you in doing this. And I thought, you know what, because I know what it's like to feel anxious, I know what it's like to be in hypervigilance where I just can't sit still or that feeling of feeling guilty. I know what it's like to sit down and try to do nothing and feel so frustrated. And then here I am, I've come so far because of my practice that I should be offering a little bit more <laughs> for you to be able to do the same. So some examples of things that I just naturally incorporate into my day, particularly in the morning when I wake up before everyone else. I just like to sip on my tea, wrap myself under a blanket, sit on the couch with, you know, just like a little nightlight on and I don't do anything else. That's it. Sometimes my thoughts run, sometimes they don't. And if they run too high, I focus on a few deep breaths and I just enjoy my tea. 
seems simple enough, right? It really is such my sanctuary. <laughs> like I absolutely cherish those 10, 15 minutes, right? With my tea. You know, some other things as I move through my day, you know, if I'm feeling really chaotic and I don't know what my next move is, I pause. I breathe and I wait before making any choices. Now, sometimes that might be a few breaths. Sometimes that may be, you know, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Sometimes it might be a couple of days. But if I don't know what my next move is, I pause. And this has been such a game changer for me because I would so often kind of like charge through and push for the result or push to simply like do the thing to keep going. But unfortunately, what that would do is it would often one, burn me out. And two, it felt like I was wasting a lot of time, right? Like I would make a lot of mistakes this way, or I would, I would simply be forcing an outcome. And I'll tell you right now, anytime I would force an outcome, it never worked out in my favor. So now I pause and I breathe and I wait. Uh, another thing, how this, another way that this has helped me is when I feel dysregulated, when I feel dysregulated or frustrated, again, I pause. I take a few deep breaths until it settles. You'd be surprised at how several deep breaths will help to recenter and regulate your system. So if you're feeling really chaotic and out of control, try to catch yourself, pause, and breathe until it settles. Deep breaths, and it will settle because everything is temporary. Our emotions, the dysregulation, it's all temporary. But again, if you try to force or push or just like, you know, uh, avoid getting, feeling that and just like, you know, try to keep going, it doesn't really work out in your favor. So take a few breaths, pause, let it settle, and you'll be able to make better choices once again. Another thing that I have incorporated into my day, well, I guess not really incorporated, it's a lack of incorporation really, which is I no longer scroll through my phone because I've left social media. And this has been a huge, huge game changer for me, really seriously. Having social media was such a time sucker. <laughs> and it it took such a toll on my brain. It, it regularly dysregulated me. It caused my anxious thoughts to increase. I wasted incredible amounts of time <clears throat> where I could have been actually doing something productive or nourishing for myself. And so, you know, those moments, a lot of times when, you know, maybe you're waiting at a light or uh, you're waiting for somebody to meet you or whatever it is, those like little time, those little moments it's so easy to pull out the phone and start scrolling, checking an email, doing all of, you know, mindlessly looking at social media, and it's just filling in the space. But when I took that away, I wasn't just filling in the space anymore. I was actually able to get present in that moment. And so now, if I even if I have like the urge to pull the phone out and scroll, not through social media because it's not there, but maybe check my email or 
just anything. It's just like, it's just a, excuse me. It's just a silly little habit that so many of us have. I, I can take notice now because when I left social media, I noticed how much I would reach for my phone and then it wasn't there. So that was like, uh, it gave me a lot of insight as to how much I reach for the phone. And so now because I have that awareness, I will catch myself sometimes in those moments, just like the spaces in between wanting to grab for my phone. But instead I will discipline myself to be in the moment, to just settle, to just be in that moment, look around, breathe. And you'd be surprised at how much is happening around you when you're actually present to it and, and how beautiful life really can be. One thing, although I will side note, you will start to notice how much people are looking at their phones. And for me, this is still very upsetting. (laughs) I haven't moved quite past the annoyance of it all. Um, but yeah, you get really present to how unpresent the rest of the world is around you while you're looking around. But anyway, I highly encourage that as well. So the last thing that I would say that where having this pause really helps this art of doing nothing is when I feel really tired, I used to push myself like, Oh, I have to get this done or blah, blah, blah. I no longer do that. I, I take that communication from my body and lean in and say, okay, it's time to pause and it's time to rest. But at the end of the day, like I said before, what's helped me the most to incorporate more rest and restoration into my life is my yoga practice. So I've been practicing for over 16 years now, and it's really hard to believe that I actually hated yoga the first time I tried it. And maybe you've heard me tell this story before, but still this, this many years into it, I'm still baffled by it because yoga became my life. It became my lifestyle, the way that I live my life. Everything I do is yoga. And when I first went into that class, I really couldn't stand it. So the class I attended was a really gentle, slow-paced class. And my anxious mind, it just could not sit still, right? Like all I wanted to do was get up and run. And I'm not talking just like run away from the class, but like literally run, like run in circles or run in a field or run around a track. Like I felt like, oh my gosh, I have to run. Like I could not be in that slow class. It wasn't until I tried another style because I was like, yoga is not for me. I'm not going to do it. I went there to help my anxiety and I really just felt more anxious. And before I wrote it off, a friend was like, try a different style, try a different teacher. Like, don't write it off. Right. So I tried Ashtanga, which is a more athletic practice. And that's when I really began to fall in love with yoga. So at the time, because my mind was such a monkey mind and it could not sit still. And I just felt like my skin was crawling. If I had to be in stillness, The physical challenge really helped to get me out of my head and into my body, which eventually helped me to get to, you know, those more restorative final relaxation poses and meditation. So first, the key for me to be able to really settle into that stillness was to get into my body first 
And that's what asana is all about. And a lot of people don't realize that. So asana is the posture practice of yoga. It is what is the most popular. And it is literally designed for you to get into your body so that you can settle into meditation in a more receptive space for much longer. So that is what it's for. It is a tool to assist you in your meditation practice. And so if you're like I was, get into your body, get into your body and then practice those still moments. Maybe it's five minutes of breath. Maybe it's five minutes of visualization, right? And I say, start with five. Can you do five? Can you do five minutes? I think you can. I believe that you can. But if you really struggle, get into your body first. And it doesn't have to be a full hour long practice of yoga. It could be 10 minutes, okay? I do not want time to be the thing in which you say, I cannot incorporate yoga or I cannot incorporate meditation because I don't have the time. If it's important, you can make the time. And I suggest starting off slow. If you need to get into your body first, get into your body for 10 minutes and then sit for five. You can do it. I know that you can. So, you know, kind of shifting back, that was just the beginning. This, this kind of awakening to, oh, wow, I can find stillness and relaxation if I get into my body first. My practice itself has shifted so many times as I've grown and, and moved from one transition, one phase of life to the next. So, you know, some chapters forced me to slow down, like in my pregnancy and postpartum, where others, uh, you know, other times in my life, I was really pushed to expand my practice into different styles, right? Kundalini was one not too long ago. So each style of yoga has really served me right where I need. And this is one of the reasons, just so you know, why I offer a variety of styles in my membership is to really meet you where you are. And also as women, we're cyclical beings. So we are uh, in a different phase, literally hormonally, physically, energetically, emotionally from day to day and week to week. And so I think that it's really important that we adapt our practice to meet a, you know, where we are. However, what I'm saying is that this capacity to slow down and be still, it did not happen overnight, but rather through a dedicated and consistent practice and the willingness to push my internal edges to explore new territory. And when I say push internal edges, right, it's that that moment if you sit down and you're like, okay, I can be here. And then all of a sudden your mind is like, I can't be here. Ooh, this is very uncomfortable. I got to get up. Like you're pushing your edges, right? That, that uh, wanting to leave might happen a minute in. It might happen two minutes in. But knowing where that edge is, instead of getting up and walking away, like, oh, I'm at my edge. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> See if you can breathe and be in it. Because here's the thing about that, that, uh, that discomfort. And I'm not talking about pain here. Like I'm specifically talking about like a, like a meditation, but also not talking about pain. If you're in postures, pain is an indication that you need, you've gone too far. When we're uncomfortable though, 
that is where we have the capacity to grow. And the only reason it's uncomfortable is because you've never ventured there. Okay. You've never ventured there and therefore it's unknown territory and it makes you uncomfortable. But when you're able to breathe and push, not push, but really able to settle into that discomfort, you will realize things about yourself that you never knew. And you will realize how much more capable you are than you've ever given yourself credit for. So I encourage you to sit in that discomfort and start off slow. It doesn't have to be a very long time, but the more you practice, the more your capacity will grow to hold that stillness. I know you have things to do. And if you're a type A personality, you already have your list of goals and you know what you want to achieve in 2024. And you probably plan on beginning at the moment you wake up January 1st. So you're listening to this. It's already the third and you've already hit the ground running, right? But just like Mel Robbins, I would love to encourage you to practice the stillness while the season calls for it. Practice the stillness while the season calls for it. So I'm going to give you one, just one really powerful, simple way that you can incorporate rest and mindfulness into your day without actually adding anything to your schedule. So steal my morning routine of stillness. Here's what you do. When you wake up, whatever you do, do not look at your phone. Do not look at your phone. Unless it's to turn off your alarm, do not look at your phone. Don't even bring your phone. Okay? Head into the kitchen for your morning beverage, whatever that might be, because I know you've got one. It's coffee or tea or a smoothie. It's something. You've got your morning beverage, yeah? You're going to make that morning beverage in silence. And when it's time to enjoy it, I want you to tune into your six senses. That's right. I said six, not five. So tapping into your six senses as you experience the moment. What does your drink taste like? What does the mug or the glass feel like in your hands? What is the aroma? What is the color or the texture of this beverage? What does it sound like when you take a sip? What does the morning stillness sound like? And last but not least, how does your energy feel? How does the energy of the room feel? Just be with whatever is and continue to finish your morning beverage in silence. If your mind wanders, which it will, just bring it back to your breath, bring it back to your senses until you're complete. And that's it. And once you've done this, you've now incorporated a moment of stillness and mindfulness into your day without adding anything. It's so, so simple. So that's it. That's all I have for you today. And may this be of service to you. And if you are feeling like, oh man, maybe you didn't get to all of your goals and and things, give yourself some grace. It's okay. It's winter. And I'm not saying slack off and give yourself excuses. Absolutely not. 
I'm not one for just giving yourself excuses and giving yourself easy outs. No. (laughs) But if you don't have it figured out or you don't know what it is that you want to create, it's okay. Pause. Rest. Reflect. Bring some mindfulness into your day. And I promise you, it will come. And if you are already hitting the ground running and, and going to achieve those goals, fantastic. Continue to do that while incorporating mindfulness and rest and stillness into your day. I promise it will do nothing but serve you and the goals that you want to achieve along the way. If you want to continue to learn more about meditation and asana and yoga and really incorporating yoga into your life, you're going to love my my membership. It's an online yoga membership for women. And there are so many different courses that you can take. We have a theme of the month every single month to really assist you in deepening your yoga knowledge and incorporating it into your life, like really embodying it. So you get to practice on your mat, but you also get to incorporate it and integrate it into your day to day to serve you where you are and where you want to go. So I would love to invite you in to my yoga membership, Intuitive Yoga Flow. You can go to unteamedyogini.com and learn more about it. And uh, this episode is actually episode 50. I started this podcast in April last year, and it's been such a beautiful journey. And I'm so grateful that you're here. If you really enjoy this podcast, please help me celebrate and share your favorite episode with a friend. And let's just keep it going. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Lots of love, light, and many, many blessings to you in 2024. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to comment and leave a rating. Not only would I be incredibly grateful, but it also helps us to expand our reach and build this amazing community. If you'd like to learn how you can work with me, please visit my website, untamedyogini.com. And don't forget to follow so you never miss an episode. You can join me right here every Wednesday. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.